Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything, number 241. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. On today's show, we discuss NFL Week 6. We go through the NFL recap. We talk about the NFL's top five and bottom five teams, our own rankings. We're going to give you the College Football Week 8 preview. We're going to give you the College Football Week 8 gambling picks. And then the NFL Week 7 preview and Week 7 gambling picks. whole lot to discuss today. As always, we're brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Go check out more information on all their wonderful sports books over at tunicatravel.com. You can get everything you need to know from us over at winningcureseverything.com. And we will remind you of that in basically every segment. If you hadn't already subscribed to us, hop on iTunes, Google Podcast, all your favorite podcast apps, uh, and YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on all of your favorite podcast apps. Do that thing. You can find all of it, again, over at winningcureseverything.com. Let's quit wasting your time. Let's jump in. NFL recap, week six. Bleed it. Uh, pretty fun week of NFL football. A lot of close games. Let's lot of get close started games. with a game that was important to me. <laughs> the road through the AFC still goes through Foxborough. That is true. So you you want to start with the big one? Let's just get let's with just the, get the it most, out of the way. The most entertaining game of the, the entire weekend. The torch not yet passed to the young Padwan. Well, I mean, there, it might have to do with the fact that y'all played in Foxborough. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I think if they play that game six times, I think the outcome is the same. Five of them, not because the Patriots are that much better, but because the teams are so similar. Let me tell you what the Patriots do that the Chiefs don't. The Patriots have a five-minute offense to where, when we want the ball last, we can make sure that we have the ball last. Yes. The Chiefs are so explosive; they don't have that option. No, I do agree with that. When there's two minutes left in the game, they can score in 30 seconds, but they can't score with only 10 seconds left. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, Andy Reid with Matt Nagy on staff, 2-0 and against Bill. Without Matt Nagy on staff, 0-1. Yeah, but those teams were different. I know. It, it was a ridiculous thing. This, I, I this, this Chiefs team is incredibly good. The one thing they don't have is a five- to six-minute offense. They can't kill the game at the end of it because they can't run the ball to just eat clock. And they don't even have the passing game to where they can just eat clock. They it's, can it's score funny. on you. They, they have such a, a dynamic running back, but he is definitely not a three or four yards in a cloud of dust kind of guy. And the other thing is, is I don't think their players play smart enough to try to do that. I mean – the the best thing they could have done when Gronk got his big pass and a breakaway, let him score. Let oh, him score. That would have been 47 seconds left on the game. You've got 47 seconds in a timeout. Let him score. Yeah. Nope. They tackled him, and then Tom said, you're an idiot. Oh, yeah. And we're, we're just going to kneel it. Well, it was so funny clock, because if you if you watch, it on, it. you watch it on Twitter, any kind of social media, and everybody knew the outcome of the game as soon as Kansas City scored so quickly. Oh, yeah. Like everybody knew exactly what was going to happen. Yep. You know, and it's it, it, – obviously Kansas City knew as well. Like, they they were hoping, you know, that, that they might have some kind of defense to make a stop. But, it, look, that whole game, Tom was able to do whatever he wanted to the whole time. 
That's right. Um, it was still a lot of fun to watch. Oh, no, it was a great game. Because it, it looked like it was going to be a blowout early on, and then Andy Reid and that offense figured out, oh, here's how we can attack. I, I think we have the AFC wrapped up. I, I might be just way arrogant on that, that this might just be so wrong as wrong could be. I don't think that's arrogant. I think, I think it's wrapped. I think what we just saw in Foxborough, we're going to see again. It's either going to be in Kansas City or Foxborough. But I think that's your AFC championship game. Well, I, I do think that, you know, obviously Kansas City's only got one loss. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, they either they, – they play the Rams this year, but they play them, I want to say, in L.A.? I don't know that it matters because L.A. is not really much of a home field advantage for the Rams. Well, I mean, it has been this year. No, like it, it's no, a little, no it really hadn't, though, it, man. It's a little better than it, than it was last year and the year before. Even though they're fun and good, people in Los Angeles just aren't coming out to the – to that state. Well, and and even if they do, it's not like it's not a raucous atmosphere. No. It's not like Arrowhead, right? And the other team's fans, there's millions of Chiefs fans, there's millions of of Eagles fans that all live in that's LA. That's what's going to happen in Vegas for yeah, the Raiders. That's right. It's just going to be hard to have a home field advantage. So, that that's my first takeaway, get the big game out of the way. I think those are two of the best coaches in the AFC. I think they're without question the two best quarterbacks in the AFC. And I think we're going to see that matchup again. I would be okay with that. I'm not upset about it. I'm not. I'd be okay I, with. I'm that. not super confident. I just said I think they would win five out of six times. That team still scares you. Oh, I mean that offense. You're dumb if you're not afraid. So let's move on to the next one. The AFC North is back to being the best division in football. You agree? Uh yeah. Yeah, I think uh, your Steelers yeah, yeah, and the Bengals so. game was really good. That was very entertaining. The Ravens watch. have the number one defense in football, which isn't saying much because defense is just not real. We'll yeah. get to that later. <laughs> and 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 they got like a top five offense. I mean, and then, and then the division, Browns are not like a slouch. They're having some troubles, oh, but like the, they have no depth at all, and they are getting beat up, and that's different. But I, I do we're wonder not used if maybe to having three teams from one division all be good. I really think this Bengals team is really good. Steelers have one of the best offenses in football, and and the Ravens seem to be all in all a really I think strong the, team. The AFC West might be close nope. because I think the Chargers and the Chiefs are really good. Yes, um, I but think the Raiders are are terrible. When we get to our top five, bottom five, I got two of those teams in there. In the bottom five. In the bottom five. I'm curious and, to hear this. And and that and that means you cannot be the best division in football. No, you're you're right. You're right. The Broncos, well, let's just get on down to that then. I'll <laughs> skip all the way down to that one since we're on Denver. The Broncos are in trouble. Denver is still playing the wrong quarterback. Did uh did you hear John Elway's comments on a radio station in Denver no, over the I would, weekend? I would have liked to. Uh, or it might have been it might have been Monday. Um but he came out and said that he yeah, he misses having Gary Kubiak as his coach. He wishes that Gary Kubiak was still his coach. Like all that, and and that can't say anything about like can't say anything good about Vince. Like, look, uh, he called the defense soft. That's not, not a good thing. When he, it, it all I mean, it's, in it, every yeah. one of these teams that are good and every one of these teams that are bad have something in common, and it is one team has a quarterback and the other team doesn't. I know you're playing Case Keenum. 14 million a year and I know you're paying Chad Kelly a bag of Doritos but but damn it one guy deserves to play and the other guy doesn't 
Here's the I thing. am curious. I don't even know that like, Chad Kelly's going to be good. What did I they know this. Yeah, you got to give him an option, Case, like a chance. Case at least. Keenum is turning. The only reason you would go with the veteran is because he protects the football. He's not and doing he that, and he's not the explosive for the offense. Why not at least throw Chad out there to say, we got to try something different? I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, you, you got to do something. I think that something different will be better. I think it makes that offense more explosive. He's going to turn the ball over, but, hell, they're doing that already. Well, it's funny. Like, they've got a good receiving core. They've got – like, Phillip Lindsay is actually really good. Yep. Uh, Royce Freeman is is good. No. The running backs are good. The receivers right. are fine. I think that the offensive defense, line is, is – Questionable, questionable. But, yeah. but I'm kind of noticing that throughout the NFL, not a lot of good offensive lines no, either. There's really which is not. strange that defenses are so bad and offensive lines are so bad. You would think one would be good and the other one would not. I can't well, understand defenses it. like because that. All right, so obviously the rules are are killing definitely defenses. killing defenses. But uh, one thing like to notice once you find a bad offensive line. Like if you go bet unders, yep. or or even like it if if you think the other team is just gonna blow one team out, like betting team unders, if you can find the right props at the right spot, that is something you can jump all over. Like there's there's some of these, like it, I mean you can bet the under on every Cardinals game, and it's it's pretty much gonna hit. Our Titans, let's Titans, get to that. You can, you can hit the under on every Titans that. game. Are the, we we like the Titans. We live in the Tennessee area. Liked them a lot we better enjoy two weeks Nashville. Ago. Are the Titans dead? I don't think they're dead yet. Uh, the injury stuff is starting to catch up to them. They don't have any receivers that can create any kind of separation, right? Like it, nobody on that team, and that's where they missed Delaney Walker because he was the the security blanket. He was Mariota's guy. Where if these wide receivers cannot get open. Like, they just cut a guy and then replaced him with somebody off, like, the practice squad. Like, they don't have any explosive playmakers. And when these guys can't get open, Mariota holds on to the ball too long. But, it, like, that's the thing. It, people want to say, like, well, he needs, to, he needs to get rid of the football. It's like, well, you can't throw it away every play. I think, like, and this is a guy Now, the Ravens the- thing was completely different. The Ravens absolutely were on top of him, like, in, in two, three seconds. I, I think like, this is a guy from the couch. But I think they're playing the wrong running back. I think Deion Lewis is substantially better than Derrick Henry in the way football is played today. I just don't think there's any denying that. If you look at every great running back in the NFL and every team that struggles to run the football, the teams that are struggling to run the football, the running back looks like Derrick Henry. And the teams that can run the football, the running back looks like Deion Lewis. They're smaller. They're elusive. They're great in space. and Nobody pounds the ball anymore. I think they're playing the well, wrong because running you, back. You can't. No, I think like, they're that's playing the, the one wrong spot running back. where the no. the rules have not changed. That's right. Like you, you can still open, attack the running back. Yeah, open space is where all these guys are dangerous. And but here's the thing: I don't know that Deion Lewis helps them. This is a stat I texted you as soon as that game was over with that blew my mind. They had they they gave up eleven sacks. Yeah, Mar- Mariona only had ten completions. <laughs> I have Googled as much as I can Google. I don't think that's ever happened before, that a team has given up more sacks than they had completions. It it lets you know exactly how bad of a game it was. God, that was the, awful. That was the worst performance uh, for a Titans team at home in the history of ever. They've never been held scoreless at home since they opened 
the stadium, what, 20 years ago? And it wasn't just that they were held scoreless. At no point did you ever feel like they were confident to get even in field goal range. They they did not get the ball past the the Ravens' 47. Yeah. I, you remember I like that, you that know, Alabama-LSU game, like, oh, in 2011, right, yeah. where everybody this made this – Well, everybody made such a big deal about the fact that, oh, Alabama's defense was so good. I don't think it was so much that the, the Ravens' defense was good. Like, obviously, that played into it. But when you have – an inept offense and a really good defense like the Ravens having the the best defense in football has a lot to do with the fact that they played the Titans when they are reeling and they played the, the Ravens or the 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 Bills in week Bills 1 game 40 to nothing when when Peterman was in yeah. like it you know I'm with you on that that's another thing that bothers me by the way let me just rant for 2 seconds sure. it, all these people that talk about the Ravens point differential Give me a break, okay? Like, you can't use that as a tiebreaker on this because they beat the Bills 47-3. to They beat the Titans 21 to nothing. That in no way shows you how good the Ravens are as compared to whoever else. Like, you, you almost have to throw those games out because they were such avalanches. Yep. Like, it's just, it, it wasn't even, when a team gets up like that, it's, you can't use point differential. You're just trying to get guys out of here. Yes. Well, all right, I'm glad you brought up point differential. That's going to bring on to my next point. The AFC South is quite possibly the worst division in football. Not one <laughs> team out of all four of them have a positive point differential. Well, it's, you've got not th- you got three, three and three teams team. and one one and five team. Not a good quarterback to be found. Not a one. Watson, I guess, is playing better yeah, every week. Yeah, no, he's not. Not if you saw him last week. Nope. I mean, he, I mean, he didn't look good. They, he didn't look the, good. The Texans got. Do you have this on your list about the Texans being no. gifted another game? I have, I have nothing about the Texans. Other, I have nothing about the AFC South other than the Titans being dead and the whole division is garbage. Was it you that sent me the quote about Peterman saying? Yep. Hang okay. on. I got. I got. I got. That's in my. That's go, in my go ahead, go hey, ahead. Let's just go ahead and do that then. Let's see. So you're, you're you're jumping ahead, but we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> One next point, Nathan Peterman. <laughs> First, the Bills. That, that the Bills are funny. the Bills are tied. The Bills are tied up in this game. It's thirteen thirteen when Josh Allen goes down with an elbow injury. Nathan Peterman is sitting on the bench. Coaches look over at him, and he stands up with all the confidence in the world. Tells all the coaches, "I got this." Don't worry, guys. I got this. Goes out there, <laughs> throws two picks, one of them for a pick six to lose the game. Can, it's, can like, you it's, explain it's other this world to stuff. me? Like, this is a dude that doesn't know. So we've got friends that have dated crazy women before. Okay. Well, it, let's and, let's be honest. We've dated crazy women well, before. Okay. So all right. Get, yeah. But, all right. That's fine. I, I think my wife leave, might be kind of crazy. I was trying to leave me out of this. And she ain't going to watch this. She ain't going to listen to this. So I'll, I'll admit, she's crazy. Like, well, so she ain't as crazy on. as the other Crazy ones, people don't know they're crazy. That's kind of one of the rules for being crazy. Yes. I don't think Nate Peterman knows that he's, like, not good at football. And somebody, now, unlike crazy, somebody should tell him. Now, don't tell somebody who's crazy they're crazy. That yeah, that's a well bad idea. But, but somebody should tell Nate Peterman, hey, you're not good at this. Uh, you, you might be a great electrician. Like, maybe the world needs you to be an evangelist. Okay. I, I don't know what you would be great at, but it ain't football. Okay, hold on. Let's let's just throw this out there. Uh, obviously, like, it, anybody that knows me, I'm not a Kaepernick guy, right? But okay. you cannot, with a straight face, Eviden- tell me. Evidence number one as to why there might be collusion in the NFL. Yeah, you can't tell me that 
Nate Peterman still deserves to have a job, and and you can't get Kaepernick Look, in. This, and it, it this, might be on Kaepernick. It on, might be Deshaun like Kaiser also has a backup job right like, now. That is like, this is just a, like absurd the, to these me. are reasons why he might win that lawsuit, and it ain't because of any legal stuff whatsoever. It's just really hard to find twelve people what? in the world on a jury panel that'll say. Look, man, I kind of watch those other teams. I get like it. They're this, they're really bad this when they guy, lose their This starter. guy played in a Super Bowl at one point in time. Like, and, well, and that's and look again, it might be on Kaepernick. Like we're not going to make a big thing no, about this. this. He, we're he not may into that. like. There's been he went and tried out for some teams, and even like there. So the Seattle Seahawks came out and said yeah, they made him an offer. And we made him an offer. He one he didn't want to be paid that little. Two, um, a lot of teams just thought that he wasn't that interested in football, which is. Totally fair. Listen, if they don't think he's going to come in and somebody, give everything, then that's somebody fun. can be better than Nate Peterman. That's it's so. Anybody's I was gonna add, better than the Nate reason Peterman. I got to this is instead of telling Nate Peterman that he's bad at football, why hasn't somebody told those coaches, "Hey, y'all might need to have a better backup plan." Well, because their their you, backup plan was AJ McCarron, and then they traded him once he got hurt. Well, the, their their starting plan was Tyrod Taylor. Who took him to a playoff game last year, and, and they didn't they want anything him. to do with him. They yeah. traded him, too. I'm with you. I can't figure this team out. Tyrod is available, though, if you want to call Cleveland and offer them that third-round pickback. I, I bet they would take that. Probably. I have a question. Off of anything we've talked about, how good can the Jets be? How far can Sam Darnold take this team? I, I, I'm I, very iffy on this. I know that he's a rookie, and he's he's looked like a rookie. He's lost them games. But when he is on, and that team yeah. is rolling, now that is a defense that if they get on you, it's tough to get them off of you. Yeah. And things start going well. I think this Jets team is real. Now, I don't think they're going to win the make a playoff or anything like that, but I think they're, they got a chance to win some games this year. I, I mean, this, if they, this if they go 7-9, like, and nine, it won't shock me. Well, I, I was going to say this looks like an 8-8 eight eight team. They, they, okay, they, I didn't want to do that. They but have yeah, a they good enough defense. They've got uh, they've got some playmakers on offense. They've got guys that, that Darnold actually trusts. The running back core is really good. Isaiah Crowell landed at the right spot, man. Yep. He is he's good. Like He didn't look great this past weekend, but but he's he's good. Between and, him and Plow, they're the same running back. So yeah. you don't have to change your offense at all. You just stick a, the fresh leg guy in, and yeah. they can both pass block. They can both power run, but they're both decent in the in the back uh, in open space, and they can catch. They the can ball. catch the ball like like they they are the same guy. Yeah, it works out pretty well. Pretty well. All right. Next question. This is a right. this is a three parter. Was Monday Night Football a good game for the 49ers? A sign that Green Bay is back are just sad that we're even having this conversation to prove that Aaron Rodgers is good, barely beating this 49ers team and C.J. Beffert. Green Bay is not back. The 49ers are the same team that they have always been. Like, they, it, Shanahan is a good coach. He just does not have the pieces right now. Like, I, I think with Jimmy Garoppolo and McKinnon and, like, the if, team they were Jimmy supposed G to have. If Jimmy is quarterback in that team, they, they, they blow out that Green Bay team. I mean, I think I they. I, I think they're two touchdowns that. better. Here's here's the reason why I don't know about that. I think that Green Bay looked at the fact that they were ten point favorites. They looked at the fact that the 49ers have so many guys out, and there are times in a season where you will completely underestimate the other team. 
Yeah, right? we've seen that happen. So if they've got Jimmy G, if they've got McKinnon, if they, they've they, got they whoever, then they might not have overlooked them okay. as much. Because you and I both looked and said, there's no way they should be 10-point favorites here. No. But, you know, these things happen. So, like, the, the circumstances surrounding it, Green Bay is not a team that is going to blow out a lot of teams, right? Like, they, they hammered the Bills, but God. But it, we got to throw all Bill games out. Yeah, it, it, even the ones that where they win, right? That's like right. They, I mean, they got more wins than the Colts right now. Right. And the Colts have Andrew Luck back. Like, that's just ridiculous. Um, but a lot of that is teams completely underestimate them. Like, you can get wins in this league. Everybody is a professional in this league. Yeah. Everybody's Patriots getting paid to the play Rams, football. They're getting every team's best. Yes. The Bills are literally getting their worst. Yes. The Bills are... are if there's a team where you're like, oh, this guy was late for a meeting, let's suspend him for the first half to teach him a lesson. Uh, why don't we do that next week when we play Buffalo, not this week. Exactly. When we play New England. Yeah. So, so yeah, the thing with this is that Monday Night Football game was, was fun for viewers. It, it was it, fun it, to It watch. was entertaining and... Look, that's good for football, especially when you got a lot of points being scored. When those overs hit, like that's a good thing, right? Makes fans happy. Fans love betting the overs. The the defensive rules obviously have changed for that. Uh, when you got a lot of offense, you got somebody great like Aaron Rodgers coming back in a game like this. You know, it, regardless, throw the penalties out. Like it, obviously, you're Aaron Rodgers. You're gonna get calls like that. Right? I'm not the, worried the about Richard the calls. Sherman, whatever. No, I'm no, not, but I'm, not I'm with you. I'm, I'm just saying because like, I get that, that that is now a part of the game. This does not mean that the 49ers are pretty good. Like they, the 49ers just are what they are. They're they're all a pretty I, good team. All I heard was is Aaron Rodgers is the is still the best quarterback in the NFL. He's the goat. And I'm thinking it took all he had to beat a CJ Beathard quarterback bad beat up 49ers team. That's that's the goat. Like I mean, Come I'll on, say man. this: like he, he did this, but he, he did the same thing against like the Vikings. He did the same thing against to tie you know, that team. Yeah, to tie that team. He he instead did, of beat that team. All I'm saying is they are. This is the prototypical ten and six, nine and seven football team this that team has a great quarterback. Games. Uh, no, no, no. It, well, I've, not not that they have a tie. Like they they could end up going nine six and one though. Would that surprise you? Yep. I mean, they're three and two yeah, right I now. Believe, I don't believe they're winning nine. I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see at the end of the season. All right, two but more, point, two more t- points, and we're out of here. Next to last point. My Chargers are looking dangerous. Their only losses are to the Chiefs and the Rams. So I yeah. thought I thought really bad things when the season started, and then those two teams they got beat by. Not not too bad losses on the season, and they're kind of starting to handle people. Two weeks in a row, they kick somebody's butt. I that was one of my only two. NFL gambling wins last week. And there is nothing looking scary about them going to London and playing the Titans. Yeah, I was – well, that's that's a gambling Can picks. they have so. three wins back-to-back-to-back where they kick somebody's butt? I think so. Because if they do, then, then this team makes me – now, they're not making the Super Bowl. The AFC Championship game was played in Foxborough, and we'll get a rematch of that. They were my Super Bowl pick. I don't feel so dumb making that before the season started, knowing man they're without Bosa, and they're I still think, looking. I think this really team good. could beat the Chiefs or the Patriots. Uh, like I, in a game, yeah, yeah, not in a playoff game. They can't. I think they could in the playoff I, game. I, I don't like know I, that. I will tell you this: Melvin Gordon, he is a top three running back, and he needs to get credit for it. Yeah, I agree with that. People who still have David Johnson and Zeke Elliott and all these other guys. Look, those guys are freaks. Those guys are studs. 
But this so guy, is Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is that. If he was playing in one of these offenses like Kansas City, or if Kansas City had a running back like him and not Hunt, they have a five- to seven-minute offense where they can kill the clock, yes, kill the game, do. and take one over with a running game. Last thing is this, very simple. We've kind of alluded to it a little bit. Defense in the NFL is dead. I do agree with that. They're just – they're just a, the, the best defensive team in the league, in my opinion, is the Bears. And, and they just gave up 30-some-odd points to not a great Dolphins team. Yeah. The, the, the Jaguars just gave up 40 points to a team that hadn't scored 40 points all season if you add up all their games. Or, or even last season, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, – yeah. Like, what happened to – I know the rule changes, but the rule changes didn't allow the Cowboys to – the rule changes would have helped the Cowboys score against everybody. What happened to defense? And, and, and let's just point at the Jags for this week. I don't have an answer. Like uh, the the Jags could is not. Is this karma for Jalen Ramsey just running his yak? I think that might have something to do with it. Just, uh, just the Cowboys I, said, you know what? Shut up. Well, I mean, the, the Cowboys thing might have been Conor McGregor being in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Conor McGregor, second best quarterback on the field that day. Uh, I mean, he looked better than Bortles did. Blake is not a good at football, uh, which is crazy, right? Like he threw for four hundred yards against the Patriots. Yeah, but, like, but this, and I understand that the, the Patriots, Patriots in September different than the Patriots. In I October. understand. Regardless, he put four hundred yards and That's four right. touchdowns on a Patriots team. That's right. Like I don't care if it's preseason. That was their Super Bowl, and they're two weeks after a Super Bowl hangover. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's they're, it's they're almost like uh, it's that. almost like Doug Marone like decided, hey man, like you know we we won our we won our Super Bowl. Now we're just once again coast. Tyrod Taylor. Is available. Go, go, call Cleveland. No, nobody, make a move. nobody wants Tyrod. Nah, I would take him if you're if you're if you're the Jags, you should want Tyrod. If you're the Bills, you should want him back. These teams that yeah. have real bad quarterbacks. Now the Jags have a chance where if they get a C level quarterback, which Tyrod is without question easily a C level quarterback. Then is they this can the be last good. year of Blake's deal? No, they just re they just they, renegotiated. Did they re-up him last year or two? This year, like, after the AFC Championship game, they renegotiated right. it. That's right for like another three years or yep. something. But but it's it, one of those where they can cut him after this year and they, they won't made be. well that what they did by renegotiating it is they gave him more guaranteed money, but his cap hit is way less than it was, which is good because yep. they can get rid of. I him. I think they can. I think that it makes it to where they can drop him. So and I I would not doubt that they go out and get somebody in the draft this year. Ramsey, stop talking yak. That's all I got for the recap, Bubba. I like it. I like it. NFL Week 6, Top 5, Bottom 5. Brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six amazing sports books down there. Go check out more information over at tunicatravel.com. Chris, let's jump into it. Uh, let's let's do our our bottom five first. We're going to start at number. Uh, do we? How about we, this? We, we start, start with thirty-two. No, 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 no. I, I say let's do it different this time. Let's okay. start at twenty-eight. We'll, we'll go all the way down. No, there's no like this is where all the suspense is. Okay, you might be right. All right, so but, worst worst team in football. Who you got? I'm sticking with the Raiders. They were there last week. They're not coming off. This I have unless tried. I see something different. I have tried and tried. To give them the benefit of the doubt, this is an absolute rebuilding job. 
Gruden. Uh, I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's job. that. Yeah, that's, I, I that's think funny. I think Derek Carr is not his guy. I think he does not care about this season. Um, yeah, the Raiders are awful. They are really, 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 really bad. Who you got for thirty-one? The New York Football Giants. That is a train wreck of a football team. Eli Manning does not have it anymore. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is complete trash. His antics on the sideline are awful. If the Giants are going to bring in another quarterback, if they're going to bring in a rookie guy next year, you got to get Odell off your football team. Well, they can't because they just signed him to a monster deal. I would, and, I would and you call can't trade that. All thirty-one teams and see if there is anybody willing to to Here, here's trade. What, anything but here's the problem: nobody can give. This is the this is the downside. No one's going to give you great assets and pay that contract because then they're paying both ways. Agreed. So you'd um, have to be willing to take like a fifth round pick because the team has to swallow that contract. And and I wonder if maybe like the Browns or oh, now now they no doubt in my mind Cleveland would do it. That's what I'm saying. I'd you got to find somebody. For, yeah. Like you you got to find somebody to take that contract because like I thought it was kind of dumb to pay him that to begin with. I did too. But and I like the guy, but I did too. So let me let me tell you this. Shockingly, I don't have them in my bottom five for one reason, one reason only. They have an elite all-world player in Saquon Barkley, and none of my other five teams do. And what, I think does, that's game-changing. That okay. gives them some life to say, we're 27th, and you're not in this <laughs> list. My 31st team is the Colts, man. That team with Andrew Luck as their quarterback, are they're just not good at football. I swear that team is cursed. Their owner is one of the biggest jokes I've ever seen run an organization. He makes Jerry look sane. I don't know what's going on there, but they're not I look good. At, I look at all of these other teams. The, the way that I rank these is just based on, okay, do I think that this team would beat this team? I don't know on a neutral site field that the Giants wouldn't be favored against the Colts right now. I think they would. I think Saquon Barkley could win that game hands down by himself. Just hand yeah, it to him. Might. Hand it to him thirty times. You score fourteen. The Colts aren't scoring. You're fine. I think that Andrew Luck could score on the Giants' defense. All right. What do you got for thirty? Thirty is the Forty ers The Forty ers are a good team. Uh, however, they did just get beat by the Cardinals, so I can't have them behind the, or in front of the Cardinals. Um, but I do think the 49ers would beat the Giants and the Raiders. Look, they they can put up yards all day long. They can – their defense plays pretty well. But when it counts, they don't have the playmakers to be able to get them over the hump. So hey, You might be right on that. They're not even on my list either. What they did on Monday night, man, if, if that's anybody other than Aaron Rodgers, you know, Tom Brady – Patrick Mahomes, I don't think I don't think they lose that game. I think it takes I mean, you, an elite-level right. quarterback to beat them. But the week before that, uh, an elite-level quarterback was not on the opposite side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and they got beat by 10 points by at home by the Cardinals. But you're talking about a Cardinals team that was backed up against the wall, winless. People don't go well, that's winless what I, in that's, the NFL. But that's what I'm saying People here. don't it's go a, winless it, in the NFL. The 49ers, it, it, every game will be a different circumstance. Maybe. 
I so, got you. So the the every my, game's going to be different. My thirtieth is the Arizona Cardinals. I, I like them. I think they're getting better, but they just don't have talent. They just don't have the talent. Doesn't matter how hard they try. They don't have the dudes that are here to do it. I don't. Which know is that crazy. They had the dudes the last two years. They, I think they've got the they dudes. They let so many guys go. Uh, agreed. Or agreed. they got older and retired. I mean, and one of the, the thing. two things happened. They, they so. are definitely older. Uh, David Johnson is good, not great. Like he and Josh Rosen is getting better each week. But it's going to take a long time for them to to build this the way that that coach wants. Uh, twenty nine. That's, that's who I've got at twenty nine. Okay, the Cardinals. My twenty nine. This Buffalo Bills team. Now, now that Josh Allen is hurt, about to meet with J- Dr. James Andrews to look at that shoulder, elbow. Yeah, that, that means he's done for a if, while. If it's Peterman for the rest of the season, they drop all the way to twenty to 31. If it's Peterman. If it's Peterman, they drop to 31. I think the Raiders anybody, are still better, worse than them. Anybody else in there? Because um, I, I don't have the Bills in my in my bottom five. But you're assuming that it has to be because you're assuming Josh Allen's gonna like come back. It's not even Josh Allen. I'm assuming that they are going to play somebody other, other than, than oh, other you think than they Nate might Peterman. go find another quarterback? Yes, I think they will find somebody I need to, else. I need to see that before I trust I, it. And because I for some that. reason, that front offense has tried to make Peterman a quarterback, and I don't get that. At that <laughs> they're, still, we've they're talked forcing about this. square peg and round hole. We talked about this in the recap, and I cannot for the life of me figure out. Why they keep playing this guy? I brought up the Kaepernick thing. There's there's so many guys I, out there. I and and I should know this because I follow the NFL so much. I think Derek Anderson is is their third string quarterback. That dude's like a legit backup quarterback. If he is, that guy's good. Well, but he's also like fifty years old. Like he's do, he's been around forever. But I would still rather have that. Think that he's not. You remember when Vinny than, Testaverde was playing when he was like sixty? Yes. You know, like, I mean, it's, come on, man. Like and and you can still win with those guys. Like they don't turn the football over. Well, generally, right? I mean, my gosh, um, it, it yeah. It, bring a veteran in. Bring somebody in that can stabilize this team, and they're not bad. Trade for Fitz Magic. Now that Jameis is back, at, look. Hey, bring, yeah, bring trade, him back home. Yeah, just trade for Fitz. Bring him, bring him back home. I'm in with it. Twenty eight. Let, let Jameis just keep on throwing interceptions. Twenty eight. I got the Colts. Right, they deserve to be in the bottom they, five. They deserve to be in the bottom five. Uh, but I, I like bad. I still I've got faith in them because I I don't think they're that bad. And I think that they would beat the Cardinals. I think they'd beat the 49ers, the Giants, and the Raiders. Like that's that's where I'm at. So Holy shit. <laughs> what are you doing? We are recording this on Tuesday night while my Boston Red Sox are playing in uh the ALCS. The ALCS and I think Jackie Bradley Jr. just hit a grand slam. What's the score? Eight to two. Eight to two. Yeah, I, th- I think he just hit a grand freaking slam. That was awesome. My <laughs> my twenty eighth best team, my best of the bottom five, is the Denver Broncos, and they are staying in this spot until they show me something or they put Chad Kelly in because Case Keenum is exactly who we thought he was. Well, I mean, they get to play the Cardinals this week. I don't so. care. I, you know what? I'm I'm really tempted. It's not in one of my gambling picks. I'm tempted to put money on on the Cardinals. I don't think Case Keenum can win football games. I think last year he looked good. And you know why he looked good? Because he had two top ten wide receivers on his team and a top ten tight end on his team. That helps you look really good. You you realize that the Broncos 
just covered against the Rams, right? They covered. They could have won that game. I agree with you. I agree. Matt. But I think that's another one of those that, like, you can chalk it up to circumstance. No, no. No circumstance whatsoever. Because I, I don't think the – Case Keenum, dead. I don't think the Rams put as much into that. Wrong, anyway. wrong quarterback. <laughs> top five, let's roll through these because the entire the top four look the same except for maybe And there's really shifting. no explanation on them. Uh, we do a number five first. Let's start at one because number five is going to be where okay, I'll go. That's, okay, one is the Rams, obviously. I, well, I've got the Rams also. Two were different, but – We're different, but I think it's the same kind of thing. I, I, I got the Chiefs at two. And I got the Patriots at two. So, which I understand. I know – that the Chiefs got beat. No, that's fine. I got that. But but going to Foxborough, putting up a game like that, 43-40, losing on the last second field no. goal, I still like the Chiefs. Uh, number three, I got the Pats. And I got the Chiefs three. So, I mean, yep. we're just so we're, flip-flop we, there. Yeah. I got the team that won the game, and, and I get I get your logic and reason. Number four. Uh, I got the Saints. We both have the Saints. We both got the Saints There's there. There's no, no question there. They were idle, I, but we, I moved think, the we think Saints they're the back. best team. And you that's got right. on to me about this for, for moving the Bears in – like for moving them idle. up when they were idle, yeah. But I don't have a problem with moving a team back that's idle. We didn't see them do anything, and and, and what for me, we the saw Pats, the other team like, do was impressive enough to. They took down an undefeated team. Yeah, and that's I mean, that, that's a big deal. That's pretty good. That's a big deal. Uh, they beat a team that scored forty on them. That's kind of a big deal too. Yeah, so. it is. Yeah, it is. Our number five is where we're just different. I got the Ravens at five. I just think this Ravens team. I think they're good. I think the division is good. I think the reason their metrics say they're great, you brought it up earlier in the recap, well, is the they difference. beat up on some bad teams. And my L.A. Superchargers are my number five team. Their only two losses are to two teams in the top three. You're one and I, two. I That's think the hard Ravens, to argue. The Ravens and the Chargers, I think, depending on where you played the game, would be who wins the football game. I don't know that that matters because the Chargers don't have a home field advantage. It, but it, but as long as you take away the home field advantage from the Ravens, nah, I don't know that that matters. I, think I mean, they it may go not. Into Baltimore, they kick their butt. Yeah, you, you know what? You might be right. Joe Flacco, Philip Rivers. I'm riding with Rivers. You can play that game in the moon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap up our NFL top five, bottom five. College football big game previews for week number eight. Brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can watch and wager on any of these games at any of Tunica's six incredible sports books, Horseshoe Gold Strike, Samstown, Hollywood, First Jackpot, and Fitz Casino. You can get more information over at tunicatravel.com. Don't forget about our picks contest. It is up. It is rolling. It is ready to rock. It is go, free. And it's free. You pick 10 games against the spread. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. Click on the little button that says Football Picks Contest. Ah, we, uh, Bruce C. from Hartsell, uh, Alabama, won last week with a 9-1 and one record. So you better bring your A game. We had 120 entries last week. 9-1, and one, brother. That is strong. 9-1. We had two people that went 9-1. and one. He had to win it on the uh, on the tiebreaker. Woo. Uh, so let's, let's go on and jump into this week's biggest games. We're not going to start with the college game day game this week. Because I don't think it is the biggest game. We've got a clash of two undefeated teams well, it, in what is a Power 5 conference. But the spread is is way different in this game as opposed Correct. to... Like, the, the difference between the two teams is way different. I think the better game, is at game least looking at the line, is game day's game. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I'm not going to argue but that. But th- this is the biggest stakes game yep. because you've got... 
two potential playoff teams. One of these teams could make the playoffs. NC State at Clemson. Now, the opening line and the line that is, by the way, the lines this week are being brought to you by Fitz Casino down in Tunica, Mississippi. Go out and check them out. Get your wagers in down there. The opening line and the line on Tuesday morning is Clemson minus 17. The over-under is 55 and a half. Saturday at 2.30 p.m. ESPN Memorial Stadium at Clemson, South Carolina. NC State only averaging 3.9 yards per run this season, but they only give up 107.4 rushing yards per game and only 3.7 yards per attempt. Uh, so their run defense is pretty good. This offense is not like they they use a lot of screens. They use a lot of dump passes, and that's right. their running game. So they right. the, don't let the stats fool you. Clemson, however, they average seven yards per rush, 281.7 rushing yards per game. NC State averages 8.9 passing yards per attempt. 335 passing yards per game. So, one runs the ball a lot, one passes the ball a lot. They both move the football. Clemson's defense, they have had issues with teams that can throw. Texas A&M put up 430 yards on them. Syracuse put up 250. This should be an interesting game. I was surprised that the line was this big. What What are your thoughts here? My thoughts are is this is better perception, that the majority of the country knows who Clemson is, they have been in the playoffs back-to-back-to-back years. They have been in national championship games. They have won national championships. We know who they are. And I would venture to say that other than hardcore college football teams, most people don't realize that NC State is undefeated. And I do agree with that. great at football. And um, they, they haven't exactly played great teams. Nope, right? their biggest that's right. Win, they I haven't think been is, tested. Their biggest win, I think, is against Boston College. Right. I think that's the biggest win they've got. Uh, the West Virginia game got canceled because of uh, because of a hurricane, one of them, <laughs> since we've had so many here lately. Um, yeah, I, I think you're probably right on this. Um, now, I will say that this is one of my gambling picks. Might as well. Uh, Clemson is 2-4 and four against the spread this season. They are 0-4 oh in their last four home games as a favorite. Yep. So, I, a lot of that is, it's kind of the Alabama thing. It's the yes. Notre Dame thing. They just pump that line way, well, way up. Those other teams are good. I don't know that this Clemson team is, oh, I'm, they're definitely good. They're I definitely good. They, they I'm not, I'm, hammered I'm not, Wake Forest yes. last week. I think they're. this is not a great Clemson team. Now, I might be wrong, and they might go on a run. They might win the national championship. What I have seen so far, they are not a scary football team at all. This line should not be that big against another undefeated team that coming off. Both these teams had a bye week before they got to play each other, so that's nice. They're, they both should be healthy. They both should be fresh. I can't b- understand why this – well, here's the thing. The line opened up at like 15. So it's moved two and a half. Points. Well, no, no, no. It, it, the line opened at seventeen. It moved back down so on it's moved like down. A, at different offshore accounts. Okay. Um, several of them I know, like as of before we went on, they were at like fifteen and a half. Okay. So it's it's moved down because I've still seen it at seventeen. I thought it opened. There, at there 15. are places that it's still at seventeen. Okay. I thought it yeah. opened at seventeen. All right, so, fifteen. Uh, and it at Fitz Casino. Like right now, it is seventeen. Yeah. Um. So if you want to go down there and get that line, I would I would suggest that. Uh, you, we we will have more reasoning as to why we, as to what our pick is and why over at our uh, gambling picks video. So go sure. go check that one out. And if you're listening on the podcast, that'll be in the next segment. So, uh, game number two, college game day, first game day trip to Pullman, Washington. They're going to the Palouse, Oregon. Opened up as a two-point favorite at Washington State. 
Uh, and I don't have an over under for this one or any of the other ones. I didn't. I didn't see any. That's fine. Um, but I did see one on the Clemson game for some reason. But either way, I put it down. Um, Oregon minus two at Washington State as of Tuesday morning at Fitz Casino. It was a pick'em. Saturday, 6.30 p.m. on Fox, Martin Stadium in Pullman, Washington. Oregon gives up 8.1 passing yards per attempt and 239 passing yards per game. Washington State averages 7.7 yards per pass attempt and 413 passing yards per game. Mike Leach, baby. I want you to check these out, all right? Washington State, people think, okay, well, they lost Alex Greenwich to Ohio State last year, so the defense coordinator's gone. Obviously, defense is going to go back to, to being crap. Not the case. Washington State has the number 15 total defense in the country. They're only giving up 4.89 yards per play. Oregon has the number 18 total offense. So this could end up being a good matchup in this game. However, on the other side, Washington State, the number 16 total offense. Oregon is number 50 in total defense. They're going to give up some points. This is going to be a high-scoring game. Oregon's got to be able to run the football to, to control this game. I agree with that, and I don't know that they'll be able to. Washington State's been really good, you know, really good. You know how I feel about Mike Leach. Oh, I, I know I, exactly. I, I think he's one of the top three or four best minds in all of football. Um, Washington State, while they are 5-1 and one this year, they are 6-0 against the spread. Oregon is, is not so lucky. No, so. no. <clears throat> Washington State's found themselves being a lot of dogs and being 5-1. and one. Or not being favored by enough. Or, yeah, or not being favored uh, very much. I at will all. say this: they they look better, um, with with this new quarterback, and his name escapes me right now. Oh come on! Now. But uh, but either way, it, it's the the transfer from uh, uh, Gunner Minshew. Is that his name? I think that's right, Gunner Minshew. Uh, he's from East Carolina, grad transfer. He was on Alabama's campus and decided to go to Washington State and he made the absolute right decision because he was he was going to be third string if that at Alabama and now he is I get it right Gardner Minshew not Gunner yeah Gardner Gardner Gardner. good grade you would think I'd know that you're good off the top of my head just crazy man I mean he I mean he's averaging over 400 yards a game though yeah he's I mean that's throwing for crazy numbers that's kind of incredible yeah, it's it's out there. That crowd, you talk about a home field advantage. Oh, this Oregon, one, this Oregon at week? home this year has been incredible. They've been good on the road. They're still showing up. They're still playing. What? That's because Cristobal is a really good head coach. Yeah, and 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 we think he's going to have them ready. But this coming crowd, off of off of game a day, huge win, game day never being there. And, Pullman is going to be an old crimson being at every game day ever. Yeah, for like two hundred something episodes. This, this is a big deal. This yeah. is a big deal for hardcore college football fans. We down here in the South understand this game's a long way away from us. It matters, though. It matters. Oh, it and, and, and they're going to get our buddy uh, Timmy B. Yeah, Tim that's Brando right. Brando's going to uh, call the yeah. game. You got it. So that, that will be a lot of fun to watch. That's uh, 6.30 p.m. on Fox on Saturday. Let's jump into game number three. Your boy Harbaugh against your boy D'Antonio. I know. I know. I'm excited. Michigan minus seven at Michigan State. That was the opening line. That is the current line. Saturday, 11 a.m. game on Fox, Spartan Stadium in East Lansing. By the way, Fox has some awesome games this week. I just don't like the 11 a.m. This is too big of a game for it to be an 11 a.m. game. This game matters too much to put it at 11 a.m. I think I agree with that. Yeah. 
I, the same reason I don't think the Red River rivalry should be at 11 a.m. every year. Let these fans get woke up. Let the let the teams get wake. Let them get loose. Let them get ready. They don't all have to be night games, but you cannot have monster rivalry games at 11 a.m. Well, I mean, they've also College got the Oklahoma TCU game at 11 a.m. Well, but so. no one cares about that. Like that's not, not a rivalry not this game. Year. Not this year. But that's no, not a rivalry. Even when TCU's great, that's still not a rivalry. They, yeah, game. they still they still don't really care. In the in the landscape of all of college football, that game does not matter. Uh, Michigan is zero and six against the spread as a favorite against Michigan State. They are two and four straight up. Uh, the last six years, they have been favored six years straight, and they're only two and four straight up. They have not covered a single game against Michigan State in that time span. Michigan State's last six as a home dog against anybody. Five and one against the spread. They are three and three straight up, but they have covered five out of six. Michigan State is number one in the country in rushing defense, only giving up 62 yards per game. Michigan, the number 28 rushing offense in the country, 217 yards per game. Here's the other side of it, though. Michigan is the number two total defense in the country. Strong, man. Real Michigan strong. State is number 80 in total offense. Yep. I would imagine this over-under will be somewhere around 45 points. I would bet the under. Game. I, this this has 17-14, to 21-17 written all over it. I agree. Written all over it. If I had to lean, I'm not, I'm not touching it as far as nope. me putting money on it. If I had to lean, obviously I'm leaning Michigan State. Uh, but they did just cover a big game against Penn State. So And, and I think. And that's the way is, they've been this year. Yes. They've been I, a every other week team. I do you wonder. Ride, you fade. I do wonder, like, Harbaugh and those boys have heard so much crap about Michigan State and Ohio State. That's it. They will not be being able to beat so your rivals. And not that Wisconsin's rivals, but not being able to beat top 10 teams, not being able to beat your rivals. They they just brought Wisconsin in town. They whipped, took out some aggression on Wisconsin. And, and, and I could, if, they, if they're capable of doing it, they're going to do it. Yes. So now, we'll, we'll now see. Michigan State might have something to say about that. But the they, fact that Michigan State is number not. one in the country in rushing defense, yep. like that's gonna Michigan's offense is predicated on that running Shea game. Shea Patterson's gonna have to win a game. Yeah, that's it, just it. We're gonna see can he win a game? Did they bring him in to win this game or not? Let's move to the next one. Game number four: Mississippi State at LSU. LSU, you Tigers. They opened up as seven point favorites this morning. It fits. It was minus six and a half. Saturday at 6 p.m., ESPN, Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge night game in Death Valley. Whoo, boy, Mississippi State averages 240 rushing yards per game. Look, bottom line is Nick Fitzgerald is not going to beat these guys throwing the football. We, like, it, there's not a whole lot of quarterbacks out there that could do that anyway, but Fitzgerald just can't throw the football. No. Uh, LSU's defense is number 26 in the country against the run. They only give up 120 yards per game. Interesting stat, though. Mississippi State has covered four straight against LSU. LSU's been favored in all of them. Yeah, but usually up until this year, those are big double-digit favorite games. No, no. Uh, two of them were – like none of them has last been Last year they than, got housed. So last year they, they were favored beat. by seven and a half. Yeah, but, and they got blown out. And so got that's, beat 37 that's, to that's seven. That's different. Before last year they weren't double-digit wins, double-digit uh, spreads. Uh, one of them was single-digit. And then the other two, one was like 10, one was 11. Okay. Well, I figured double so, digits. Yeah. So, uh, now, perception would tell you that State would keep this close. That, no, no, no. I take that back. Perception would tell you State has, has looked awful against, like, Kentucky and Florida and whatever. 
and going into Baton Rouge at night, State has had success. Now, that was a different coach. This this Mississippi State team, the teams that beat them, what do they do? They stop the run, they stop the run. and they run the football on them. Yeah, and that's exactly what LSU does. What do you, LSU just beat the number two team in the country by doing what? Stopping the run and running the football on them. Yeah. We, we got shirts, by the way, winningcureseverything.com slash store. That's, Go click on the store. That thing is one of our running. sayings. It says, we believe run that. the ball, stop the run. That's how you win football games, period. Eh. That's that's how LSU will win this game, but it could be how Mississippi State wins this game. No. It just it well, depends on if, which LSU team if, decides if, to if, show up. If Mississippi State can stop the run and run the football, you're exactly right. I don't know because they do not have the threat of the pass. This LSU defense, if they know you can't throw on them, their linebackers, their defensive ends, their 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 defensive tackles are too good. the The problem that State's going to have is is if LSU has to throw every now and then, they can. If State cannot, if they're one dimensional, they won't win this game. I will say this: LSU, after being blown out in Starkville last year, um, went on a streak yep. of eight straight covers against SEC teams. So they they beat the spread eight straight times. Then they lost to Florida, Florida, and then they, of course, beat the spread and, and won outright as an underdog at home against Georgia. So they're 9-1 and one against the spread since State blasted them last year. Uh, it's been kind of a different team ever since that blowout. That's right. So I, I do wonder if, if LSU just wants to take this out on these Bulldogs. I, I kind of feel bad for Stoops at Kentucky because I think after that Georgia game, Orgeron's coach of the year in the SEC right now, and I don't know that you can give it to Stoops, even though what Stoops has done is pretty damn impressive. But Stoops still has a lot of big games left. That's right. Um, yeah, he can take it. But so does Orgeron. Like, Orgeron still got, so got Alabama. got A&M, got Alabama. Yep. And then, and then and, you and got, he's Mississippi got Mississippi State. State. No, I don't. So we there's, can't just say there, this isn't a big game. It's there's big still game. a lot that, uh, that can happen here. Uh, game number five, Oklahoma minus seven and a half. Whoa, 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 whoa. We weren't doing Oklahoma. I thought we agreed to do Cincinnati Temple. I thought – well, look, that's my first game in the honorable mention. No, that's not an honorable okay. mention game. Okay, cut that. We're we're going to give the, the smaller the schools – The AAC, this is a better game, right? We both agreed on this, right? Yeah, I, I thought you said Oklahoma. No. That's, that's fine. I said TCU, and this is not yeah. a knock on Oklahoma for people who know that I hate them. No, it's, it's T- okay. It's TCU okay. does not deserve to be mentioned in the in the big games right now. I do agree with that. They just Absolutely. don't. Uh, and, now, we'll, and we'll toss got, them in the honorable you mention. You got but. undefeated Cincinnati. Now, they had not really played anybody against the Temple team. It's tough as hell at Temple. Yeah, Temple is uh, This is going to be a fun well. game to watch. Temple favored by three and a half. The game is at 11 a.m. on ESPNU. Cincinnati 6-0, but they are against the number 118 strength of schedule. Temple is 17-3-1 against the spread against the AAC in their last 21 games. This is a tough team. I don't know any other way to describe them other than tough. Jeff Collins has that bunch raring to go. If you want to watch a fun game, like obviously Michigan-Michigan State is going to be on at 11 a.m. as well. Oklahoma-TCU will be on at 11 a.m. But this is the game. This is is a fun game. Cincy at Temple. We're going to see is this Cincinnati team real because they're undefeated. Temple's got a couple losses. 
But lost uh, the first two games of the year right. and lost uh, at Boston College, right. and and it was. But that super Boston close. College game was a great game. Yeah, it was, it was great. A great. Temple game. is a fun team to watch. No, I I'm gonna I will be watching a lot of this game. I'll be flipping back and forth between the Michigan. Go games. get you an Apple TV so you can watch but, four of them at the same time. Just just do that. Yeah, I, I am I am definitely a fan of this. I think this is the next big game that we've got. TCU. I love Gary Patterson. I'm always rooting for TCU. They don't well, we, belong in the big games. We we got to jump in the honorable mentions anyway. Let's okay. go on and talk about that. Oklahoma minus seven and a half at TCU Saturday, eleven a.m. ABC. Uh, let's see, Amon G. Carter Stadium. This is an eleven a.m. Uh, game. Fort Worth, Texas. This 11 is why eleven a.m. games were made. Oklahoma has covered the last three against TCU. TCU is minus nine in turnover margin. They're number one twenty-six out of one thirty. I can't they've explain lost, that. They've lost fifteen turnovers in six games. I I cannot explain that. Me and you I, were texting. I can't, so what? It's it's six fumbles. Yes, it's but, all. But it's nine interceptions. Yeah. So the interceptions are just terrible decisions. That's right. Bad decisions. Yeah. But the fumbles are. Listen, you can't fumble the ball that much either. Like I don't. I just don't no. get it. And it's not one guy that's got like the yips that keeps giving the ball up. It's the it's, whole team. It's everybody. But it. But the interceptions are definitely Sean Robinson. Well, no, well, no. The interceptions are on the QB. That's that's, that's on right. Sean Robinson. Um. I can't, I can't explain that. I don't. I've never seen a well-coached team turn the ball over this much. I I still believe they're a well-coached team. I don't know what to do with that. I, I will tell you this. TCU being at home, and I, the, you remember this stat that I gave you last week before the Texas Tech game where I said uh, TCU on natural grass oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. like 2-16 and 16 yeah. against the spread in their last 18. And at home, it's on natural grass. So, like, they are they're playing in the same spot. But this feels like the kind of game where TCU gets right. Gary Patterson says, "We don't. We draw a line in the sand and we show up for this one." Yeah, like that's that's what this feels like. I'm staying away. I've lost I, so much yeah. money on TCU. I I ain't touching this one. Uh, Oklahoma oh, is. I could have gone in the last five years. Oklahoma is four and one against the spread after a bye. Uh, TCU coming off of a loss, they are four and seven against the spread after a loss the last three seasons. Yeah, that ain't great. Let's move on. Uh, third honorable mention or second honorable mention game: Ohio State minus fourteen and a half at Purdue. Purdue on a three-game winning streak. They are three plays away from being six zero this year. They have looked significantly better. Jeff Brom got them boys rolling. Yeah, That's Ohio State uh, did not look good against Minnesota last week. They were down fourteen to ten late in the second quarter. Correct. Were only up seventeen to fourteen at the half and only went on to win like thirty to fourteen. Uh, it, it just a strange game because Minnesota has not looked no, good since. No, Minnesota's a terrible football team. Well, and they, they looked good the first three weeks. I mean, they, they beat a really good Fresno State team. And you can talk all the trash you want about Fresno State. I got Not it. you. No. But, like, I'm telling you, Fresno State, numbers-wise, a fantastic football team. They are so good. I mean, they blew the doors off of UCLA, 38-16. to 16. In, well, Purdue in lost all those early games yeah. by, so, like, less so, than two points all over the – Well, yeah, they, they lost to Eastern Michigan. They lost to, you know, whatever. But but they were close games. Uh, Ohio State is 4-6 and six against the spread. Their last 10 is a road favorite. Purdue, they are 2-0 and oh against the spread at home as an underdog this year. That's, uh, that's on out there. That's on out there. So, I – is this one of your gambling picks? It's one of my gambling picks. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you this. I like Purdue in this spot. I was texting back and forth with Chris Felica. I said, look, I know y'all are going from Pullman to West Lafayette. I said, can can Purdue pull this thing off? And and he agrees with me. He thinks like 14 and a half is a Crazy. lot here. 
Brom will be able to figure out because Ohio State has problems in their secondary. They've given up points to everybody. They they everybody completely lost on defense, and I think Jeff Brom's offense is going to be able to score a. Now their offense is good, but they've given up points to bad offenses. Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm telling you, Jeff Brom. This feels like one of those weekends. Like we we had a crazy weekend last weekend, but none right. of the like it wasn't completely shocking. Well, no, right? because LSU. Most people agree LSU should be on the same level as, as Georgia. As Georgia, they just haven't been the last couple of years. And 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 Oregon it, it beating Washington at right. home is like just okay. Blow you away. If and then Purdue, Iowa State beating West Virginia is no, like no. okay. Everybody called that one. We both had money right yeah. on that one. If Purdue beats Ohio State, that is a shocker. That's a big deal. That's also, a, also all those other lines, seven points, eight points, nine points. This, this is fourteen is, and a half. Fourteen and a half. What's well, fifteen point spread? Yeah, that's different. You win that outright, boom, baby. You you think uh, you think West Lafayette's going to be fired up for that one? ABC primetime game? Yeah. I'm Let's excited for it. Let's move on. Uh, it's a good honorable mention game. Third honorable mention game, Auburn at Ole Miss. <laughs> the biggest game, and, and it was on Feinbaum's show today, the biggest game of Gus Malzahn's career. I was not prepared to talk about this game at all. Today. Well, we don't we don't have to talk much about this. I've, I've got three more that we're just going to skim over <laughs> Two here in a minute. Two bad teams. Um, but Auburn, four and three. Uh, at Ole Miss, Ole Miss is five and two, like and and they had to come back against Arkansas they, they last had week. A, they had hey, a interesting stat ball about Ole Miss. Cruncher. Interesting stat. Talk that, about that, this. This is kind of this is kind of strange. The uh, are you talking about the, the last three Power Five yep, wins? The last three. Okay. Yeah. Go Ole Miss's last three wins against Power Five teams. The starting quarterback for the opposing team has gotten injured in every game. They haven't beaten the starting quarterback. In, in, in their like, last three power five, well, yeah. d- dating One, back to Nick Fitzgerald last year. Yeah. So Texas Tech starting quarterback went out in the first game this year. Uh, last week against Arkansas, Ty Story goes out. And uh, Nick Fitzgerald in Mississippi State last, of course, everybody saw that gruesome injury. Uh, but here's, if you were thinking about going against Auburn, Auburn is 6-1-2 and two against the spread in their last nine against Ole Miss. I don't think Ole Miss has got the dogs in this one. This isn't one of my gambling picks, but it, it look Tennessee had some dogs, if, right? If Gus is going to have his team ready, it'll be this. It'll either be they're going to come out fired up and they're going to smoke them, or they're going to come out like a wet blanket and they're going to lay down. One of the one or two things is going to happen. Yeah, this they, Auburn they, team they, is they, going they, to they either quit. Or they look like eight, and I'll tell you this: look like they belong in the top ten again. Nobody quits like Auburn. Like that, that is, team. That is such an Alabama. Oh thing to no, say. no, no! Not even close. Because if you look back at them, like when they come off of big seasons, let me go check my baseball. When they score. when they start to have a bad year, it goes downhill in a hurry. Like they, I mean, my gosh, they were national champs in two years removed from being national champs. They were three and nine, like. This team, nah, that's Chiswick though. Quitting on Chiswick is completely different because nobody then quitting respect, on Malzahn. Yes, because nobody respected Chiswick even when he won the national championship. I mean, it took an right. all-world caliber quarterback to to win that national championship. You're right. You're right. Uh, I would I would still take Auburn minus three. I think that line is up to four and a half. It fits. Da, 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 da. I'm staying away because it wouldn't shock me if they just lay down and, uh, at, and at, die. At Fitz Casino, it is Auburn minus four right now. But I, I'd still like that because I think that Auburn's going to be able to run the football here. Uh, they just got more dudes in the in the middle. We'll see. Um, but we'll definitely see. I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me 
if Ole Miss won the game. So they are at home. Next one up, we got three more. Uh, Ooh, let's three do more. That's a lot of honorable mentions. Well, man. But there's some pretty good games. Colorado at Washington. Washington minus 15 here. Uh, Colorado suffered their first loss last week. Washington uh, suffered their second loss, but their first Pac-12 loss last week. Which one is going to bounce back here? Uh, is 15 points too much? As far as gambling is concerned, Colorado tends to do pretty good against big lines. Um, Washington doesn't tend to cover big lines very well. And it's a, it's a home game at night uh, in Seattle for Washington. So we'll see. Uh, next one, Memphis at Missouri. Missouri is up to a 9.5-point favorite. They started as a 7-point favorite. People love Missouri right now. And if you're thinking about taking Memphis, look, Mizzou, 5-0, and their last five as a home favorite. Memphis, 1-4 and against the spread as a road dog since 2016. Just be careful. Let that line get up to 10 before you take Memphis if you're going to take them. All right, just, just saying. I might put some money on Memphis, but I don't feel real good about it. Okay. Anyway, uh, last one, Alabama at Tennessee. Tennessee plus 29. Nick Saban is 8-3 against the spread uh, against Tennessee at Alabama. The question here is, does Tua play? If he does, does it matter? Or if he doesn't, does it matter? I, I, I'm not really sure why we're talking about this game. It's the 2.30 CBS game. That's But that's garbage, though. I, I, you know that. I'm with you. It's, you, it's because you they've got that. two big fan bases. That's about it. But that's like, terrible. Th- tell, me, tell me this. They don't have two big fan bases. Have you seen that Tennessee Stadium lately? That ain't a fan base. It's big. <laughs> They're like 30,000 strong. I mean, they're bigger than that. There's a reason they were still the uh, the 2.30 CBS game even last year, like multiple times. Uh, tell me, though, that if in your opinion, with Tua having the knee injury last week, I whatever, would not play Tua. Okay, I, I think the same thing. I would, I would not play Tua. I think it's dumb and arrogant if you play Tua. I agree. Unless Saban just hates Tennessee that much, and I think he but might. But that's stupid, though. Why? Why? Why yeah. would Saban hate him? I don't know. I Why would you hate out. somebody that's never hurt you before in your life? Well, he hated Tennessee at LSU. But why would you hate them that's never hurt you before in your life? I have no idea. He hated Unless them because Fulmer and him competed against guys that they were recruiting against. That hasn't happened in over a decade. He I left, went to the pros, Fulmer got fired. I mean, this is – if you hate Tennessee now, you, you're just petty. You're just a bully. Yeah, because they are – they're bad. They're real, real They're bad. They're whipped dog. And and they still beat Auburn last week. And you're the best team in the country, and it's not close. For you to this consider lets me know them, that you don't think much for, of the win at all. For Auburn you last to week. consider them a rival is sad. Is sad. Well, look when nope, there's no well. It's sad, Gary. Look at their record and look at yours over the last decade. How is that a rivalry? You feel good about yourself. <laughs> You're going to light up that stogie afterwards and say it's been 19,000 days since they've beaten us? Woo-hoo. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, Tennessee. That's kind of sad. No Tennessee fan has celebrated a uh, a win over Alabama by tweeting, by going on Facebook, by watching Netflix, by getting on no, their smartphone. these things by, didn't exist. Yeah, the so last the time Tennessee won. So the fact that we consider this a rivalry is sad. It used to be one. It's Okay. Back in the day. A lot of Nebraska used to be good too, and they don't have a W. Now you read about the that. last time this was a rivalry, Nebraska was important in football. Do you know how much I love when you get on these rants? I just think <laughs> it's sad. I, I I'm with you. I understand. I understand. All right. We have given you all the information you need to be a winner. Go down to Tunica, Mississippi, get your action in at your favorite sports book. 
They got six of them down there. You can get the information over at tunicatravel.com. That is going to wrap up our college football preview for week number eight. College football gambling picks for week number eight. Brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can bet and watch any of these games at any of Tunica's six incredible sports books. Check them out. Horseshoe, Gold Strike, Samstown Casino, Hollywood Casino, First Jackpot, and Fitz Casino. You can find more information on those over at tunicatravel.com. You can get these picks and a whole bunch more over at winningcureseverything.com. If you have not already... Hit that subscribe button on YouTube if you're listening on the podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, whatever your favorite podcast app is. Knock that thing out. Our football picks contest. Last week, Bruce C. from Hartsell, Alabama, he went 9-1. and one. Go sign up. You can be a winner, too. We got all kind of prizes. We got, we got night stays down in Tunica, two night stays, like packages, dinner, like all kind of different stuff. For Tunica, Mississippi. So, go check that thing out. The Football Picks Contest is over at winningcureseverything.com. It's right up in the top corner. Last week, I went 5-2 and two against the spread. I finally got up off the mat. Chris went 2-5, and five, which Woo! was an improvement from the 1-6 and six week the week before. Been rough. But that's that's all right. Uh, I am 25-23-1. I finally got back over 52%. Chris is 22-26-1. He is at 45.8%. First time I've been under 50% in a while. Yeah, yeah. You are uh, you are correct. But that's all right. We're going to get it switched this week. I'm off the snide this week. Everything is rocking and rolling. All right, uh, I'm going to go first on this. You'll go first on the NFL picks. Okay. Game number one for me, Maryland at Iowa. I got Iowa at minus 12 when it opened up. It's Saturday, 11 a.m. on ESPN2. It's at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City. Iowa is 7-2 and two against the spread in their last nine home games as a favorite. Maryland is 3-6 and six against the spread, their last nine as a road underdog. Iowa is 5-1 and one against the spread this year. They are rocking and rolling. Vegas has not caught up to them. The metrics have Iowa minus 14.6. So, I'm rolling with the Hawkeyes. All right. Let's do this, baby. All right. Good uh, luck the on the line right now, I believe, is down to 10. Wow. Which is crazy to me. Like, this Maryland team has not beaten anybody. Well, Texas. Texas in the first game of the year, which was an emotional game okay. because it was Jordan McNair and all this kind of mess. I'm with you. I got you. I'm telling you. Iowa minus 12 is the play here. All right. My first game, Purdue. West Lafayette. Plus 14 and a half against Ohio State at home. That place is going to be rocking. Jeff Brom is not just some schmuck you can come in and be over two touchdown favorite against and beat them up. Ohio State has given up a bunch of points. They're scoring a lot. That's fine. Purdue's going to score too. I think this game's going to be close. I'm going to get a little greedy. I'm going to have some money line action on Purdue because – the price is going to be pretty high. Oh, it's going to be way up there. If it way hits, it's going to I mean, it's a long shot, but but yeah, the, it wouldn't the spread it wouldn't is, surprise is the me. Play, yeah, it would not surprise me for Purdue to take this W. But I mean, you toss a few bucks on the money line, it ends up hitting that few bucks turns into a whole yeah, lot that, of bucks. That so, could pay for the day. You got that right. Game number 2 for me. Miami of Ohio at Army. Army minus 9 is the play here. Saturday 11 a.m. CBS Sports Network in West Point, New York. Oddsmakers have not caught up to Army this year. They're 4-0-1 against the spread their last five games. The metrics have Army by 16 here. The line has moved down. 
They've got Army minus seven and a half as of right now. I don't understand it. None of it makes sense. I'm going to keep rolling with the cadets, man, because Army is lighting people up. Do you see how bad they beat San Jose State yeah, last they, week? they beat them up pretty good. Ooh, boy, and I, I got Army minus 13 last week. You kidding me? Give me a break. 52 to 3? That don't sound like 13 points. It's going to be a bloodbath right here. So you betting on Army? Army minus 9. I'm betting on Navy. I got Navy plus 12 like and a it. half at home against Houston. Now, this is not the normal Navy team that's really good, plays these big boy teams tough, but I think they're going to keep this game close. They play well at home. Houston has not blown out anybody. Houston no. was supposed to have this all-world defense. They're not, they're not well, really and, that defense. And, and they're they were supposed to have, to have a great the, offense, the right? The high-powered offense. They really hadn't scored a lot on anybody. Give me the home team plus 12 and a half. Are you crazy? And, and not to mention the fact that Navy will keep the ball away from their What's offense. It? Like, Kendall the, the Riles way, will the score. The way Navy like, like plays is, is they just low-scoring. We have the ball for 12 minutes, and you have the ball for five. And that's just how we do things. And that's what Army does as well. That's right. Like they, 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 but, yeah, they have to play the game but, differently than everybody else. But they are playing all these teams that do not know how to stop that offense. Right. Like uh, Jeff Munkin is otherworld. All right, game number three for me. You know, I like going with these big boys. Eastern Michigan minus four and a half at Ball State. Saturday, 2 p.m. It's on ESPN+. Plus. Go get your subscription. And ESPN, by the way, you need to hit us up. Because I've been giving out these ESPN Plus games. You can only get them with a subscription. Like, hook your boy up. Let me sell some ads for you. Let's go. Uh, Schumann Stadium in Muncie, Indiana. The last three seasons, Eastern Michigan is 8-0 in October road games. Whoo, boy. Eastern Michigan, 14-3 against the spread on the road since 2016. Ball State is 2-8 against the spread in their last 10 as a home underdog. The metrics have Eastern Michigan by 7 here. And I'm only giving up 4.5. Give me Eastern Michigan. Let's do this. That's a team to beat Purdue earlier, by the way. Washington at home against Colorado. Both these teams coming off a loss. One team is a really well-coached team. The other one just hadn't played nobody yet. Washington's minus 15 and a half. I think they got one of the top four or five best coaches in all of college football, and Chris Peterson. He'll have those guys fired up. Great week of practice. Ready to go. They will kick Colorado's butt. I'm laying 15 and a half. It's a lot of points. It won't be close. It'll be three touchdowns. But if if LaVisca Chenault is injured, if the, it seemed like there was something wrong with Montez the other night. Did you notice that in the USC game? Yeah. Because um, I stayed up late and watched that. I had I had Terrence Crawford's boxing match on one screen, and on the other screen I had the USC-Colorado game, and I noticed like he, he wasn't going deep very much. But uh, I don't know that he could against a, a team that actually has athletes. That's yeah. the difference. Is well, USC Washington's got athletes. It's got athletes. Washington, way better than USC. Yeah. I mean, way better. I do agree with that. Game number four for me, NC State plus 17 at Clemson. I'd feel good about this up until about two touchdowns. Uh, the metrics have got Clemson minus 14. Uh, by the way, Saturday, 2.30 p.m. on ESPN Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina. They've got Clemson minus 14. That's that's what the line should be, roundabout there. So I'm I'm getting three points here that I feel good with. Clemson is seven, eleven, and one against the spread in their last nineteen as home favorites. They are 0 and three in twenty eighteen. NC State, seven and three against the spread in their last ten against Clemson, including the last two straight. So 
I'm rolling with NC State. I don't think people are giving them enough credit. They are a good football team. Ryan Finley is a hell of a quarterback. And Clemson has had trouble with teams that can throw the football. So, you know, Syracuse was able to pass on them. They were able to score on them. Uh, Texas A&M, same thing. Texas A&M put up 430 yards on them. NC State is going to be able to move the football. Now, I don't know that they'll be able – like, they – numbers say they should be able to stop the run. Clemson is a whole other team when they're running the football. Etienne is just other world. But I think NC State can keep this thing close. They can definitely keep it in 17. My number four pick, NC State plus 17 against Clemson. (laughs) For all the same reasons. All the same reasons. Listen, Clemson hadn't beat anybody good yet badly okay so they haven't beaten any good team by 17 points why do i think they'll beat this team by 17 points nc state nc state better than boston college probably yeah comparable to them nc state better than syracuse boston college yeah yeah. comparable to them these teams can hang with them i think nc state's hanging with them i think nc state's got a shot to win the game nc state almost won the game what two years ago in in Clemson. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'll have a little money line taste on this one as well. I think NC State's got a better kicker now, too. <laughs> yeah, because he, <laughs> he had they had a decent kicker, they, they would have won game. the game. Yeah. Uh, game number five for me, the game day game. Oregon at Washington State. I got Washington State plus two. It is, uh, it is a pick em now. Still feel good about that. I think Washington State wins the game outright. Saturday at 6.30 p.m. on Fox, Martin Stadium in Pullman, Washington, in the Palouse. Washington State is 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six as home underdogs. Washington State is 8-1 and one against the spread in their last nine games, including 6-0 this year. Since 2016, Oregon is 3-11-1 after a win. They are 3-8-1 against the spread as a road team. There ain't a whole lot that you got to think about here. Go with the Cougs. Go with Mike Leach. Mike Leach is my favorite coach to bet on. I bet on them every week. I love that pick. I'll have money on that. My next game, I'm going with our Memphis Tigers, plus nine and a half against Missouri. I don't give a damn what the numbers say. I know Memphis has not looked good on the road. All those road games have been in big rainstorms. This team is an offensive juggernaut team that is all speed and all skill. They slow down badly in the rain. I don't think it's going to rain in Missouri. If it's not raining, it's pretty this is going to be a track meet, and Memphis can hang with anybody in the country in a track meet. Anybody. And the, the Alabama hangover is real. Oh, no. Like, and Missouri got their rear That's ends right. toe up they, last they got They got beat up in Memphis. Memphis hung with one of the top four or five teams in the country. They gave them all they wanted, and as soon as the rain came down, do we, they do, stopped. Are they really a, a top four Shut or up. five team? You're you damn right <laughs> they are. talking about UCF here. You're damn right they They're are. They're number 31 at Sagarin, man. Like, I don't hey, care. <laughs> I don't care. Nobody's beating them in two years, Gary. All right, all right, all right. Play I mean, their ass. They had play them. <laughs> play their ass, Auburn, Gary. Auburn played them. You and they what, got beat. Yeah, you got sent home with an L. You see what happened there? Gus Malzahn going to lose his job after signing a $49 million contract. That's, you won't that's play them. That's because of UCF. You won't play them? No, I wouldn't play them. That's, Damn right you wouldn't play them. That's em. stupid. That's, but that's but you're going to say they don't belong. That's, uh, Give me a next we, we ain't getting into that. <laughs> I got it fired up. I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> uh, number six, Vanderbilt at Kentucky. I'm taking Kentucky minus 11 and a half. It may seem like a whole lot of points, but let me explain. Saturday is 6.30 p.m. on the SEC Network, Kroger Field in Lexington, Kentucky. Kentucky's 2-0 and straight up and against the spread against Vanderbilt the last two matchups, including 
a 44 to 21 beatdown in Nashville last year. Vandy is 1-9 and 1 against the spread against SEC teams since 2017. The one win, by the way, Tennessee last year. They are giving up an average of 280 rushing yards per game in those nine losses and one push. Now, they did hold Tennessee to 55 yards rushing last year, but I think Tennessee's a little different beast than uh, than this Kentucky team. Kentucky and Benny Snell are going to run all over this Vanderbilt team. Look, the Vandy team that showed up early against Florida, that is not the same team that's going to show up in Lexington. I'm telling you right now, Kentucky is going to hammer these guys. Kentucky minus 11 and a half should play. Game number six. I got Wake Forest plus 10 and a half at Florida State. Oh, you, you took it. I do not believe in this Florida State team. I have faded them all season. I made a lot of money early. They've, they, covered, they've won they've three covered, straight. They've covered a couple of lines. Um, they haven't covered three straight. Is that not right? Nope. I'm pretty sure they haven't. I haven't lost on them three straight weeks. I know that. They, well, they had a bye week. They had that's a bye. Why. Okay, that's, so that's why. Okay. I was about to say. I know I haven't lost money on them three straight weeks. Yeah, they had a bye week. Anyway, Wake Forest. They got an offense. Wake Forest. They can score. Florida State. They don't scare me. I'm going to continue to fade them. Okay. Until it bites me. I can understand that. I can definitely understand that. Game number seven, the last game for me, and then we'll do a a, a rundown. We've had people ask for us to do a rundown. That's so, fine. So we can do that. Uh, game number seven. Fresno State minus 15 at New Mexico. Saturday, 7.30 p.m. ESPNU. It's at Dream Style Stadium in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yes, I understand it's on the road. Fresno State is 16-3-1 against the spread in their last 20 games. New Mexico is 3-7 against the spread in their last 10. The metrics have this Fresno State minus 18. I'm only having to give up 15 here. I'm all about it. it. The metrics always seem to match up with Fresno State, and they keep covering the number. Jeff Tedford has this thing rolling down there. They got a defense. I love the Bulldogs here. Fresno State minus 15. My last game. My LSU Tigers are going to get Peter caught on them because they're going to beat every dog they see like a drum. Ain't nobody going to beat up dogs the way LSU has since Michael Vick. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I said that. That's terrible. Mississippi State coming down to Death Valley at night. First real SEC night game in a while since Ole Miss. And we're going we're gonna send, we're gonna send them home with a butt weapon. You got a one-dimensional Mississippi State team. One-dimensional. And, and their one strength is LSU's biggest strength on defense. Well, I don't know if that's their biggest because we got two corners that are going to play on Sundays. I know, you're right. We got a you're linebacker right. that's going to play on Sundays, but he can cover. He can stop the run. That defensive front, Fitzgerald. They they remember what happened last year and oh, that yeah. butt whipping that that Mississippi State put on them. No sir, no sir. They are going to send the dogs back crying. All right, here's our recap. I got Iowa minus twelve at home against Maryland, Army minus nine at home against Miami of Ohio, Eastern Michigan minus four and a half against Ball State, uh, NC State plus seventeen on the road at Clemson, Washington State plus two at home against Oregon, Kentucky minus eleven and a half at home against Vanderbilt. Fresno State minus 15 on the road at New Mexico. You got Purdue plus 14 and a half at home against Ohio State. Little money on the money line. Navy plus 12 and a half at home against Houston. I'm going to put a little sprinkle on the money line. Washington minus 15 and a half at home against Colorado. Memphis plus nine and a half at Missouri. LSU minus six and a half 
at home against Mississippi State. NC State plus 17 at Clemson with a little money on the money line. And Wake Forest plus 10 and a half at Florida State. A little money on the money line. <laughs> you just you tossing all the I'm money betting, lines. I'm betting all those dogs money line. I can understand it because somebody's going to hit and it's going to cover uh, all All I need is one or two of them to hit. And, yeah, you, and may, then, you and pay then for good. the weekend. You got it. You got it. All right. We've given you everything you need to know to be a winner. So go down to Tunica, Mississippi. Put in your action at one of your favorite sports books. They got six of them down there. You can get all the information on that at tunicatravel.com. You can get these picks along with everything else you need over at winningcureseverything.com. Don't forget to go and enter the picks contest. You got your shot at some cool, cool prizes. So go check that thing out. Winningcureseverything.com. That is this week's college football gambling picks. I'm getting off the schneid. NFL big game previews for week number seven. Brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi. Right there, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can watch and wager on any of these games over at their six wonderful sports books. Horseshoe, Gold Strike, Hollywood, Samstown, First Jackpot, and Fitz Casino. You can find more information over at tunicatravel.com. You can find all of our picks, all of our YouTube videos, all of our podcasts, all that wonderful stuff over at winningcureseverything.com. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button for us. Help us out. All right, let's jump into this thing. Game number one, the biggest game of the weekend. And I think this might have been, like, there's there's two that could be the biggest game. I think this is the biggest game. Patriots, minus four. Well, that was the opening line. It's now at minus three. The lines this week brought to you by the Fitz Casino in Tunica, Mississippi. Go down, get your sheets, get your action in. We'll go with their line. Patriots, minus three at the Bears. And so the over-under on this one. This would be a bigger game had the Bears pulled out that win against the Dolphins. Agreed. I still think it's a big game. Oh, I, oh no. Uh, over, over-under is 49-and-a-half. Saturday, noon, CBS, Soldier Field in Chicago. The Pats are 0-2 on the road this year. The Bears are 2-0 and at home. Matt Nagy, 2-0 and against the Pats as a coach at Kansas City. Patriots are giving up 110 rushing yards per game, 4.5 yards per attempt. The Bears are averaging 4.4 per carry and 130 rushing yards a game. Uh this is going to be a knockdown drag out fight, I think. This won't be like the the wonderful thing about the Patriots, they can play any different way. That's right. Right? They they, they can play they can play a 43-40 game or they can play a 24 to yeah, 17 game. 17 game. You damn right they can. So, what uh what is your feeling on this? Man, I'm a little nervous. Uh you know how Khalil Mack has just wrecked the NFL. The Patriots don't have a great offensive line. Um I know they want to run the football. I kind of want to make sure they do a lot of max protect. Like, there's a yeah. part of me that thinks I'd rather max protect than run the ball. <laughs> because if you run the ball and you win the game, great. But if Tom gets hit by a monster named Khalil Mack. Or Roquan and Smith. And he's out. Or, or Smith or anybody else rushing. Then then you lose the war. Them, them getting... Khalil Mack completely changed this team. Oh, totally. Completely well, changed this team. He's he's one of the best defensive players in football. That that kind of happens. You notice that the the totals are going up this well, year? Yeah, they should. They I mean, should I, obviously be. they should, but the scoring like, is just blowing up. This this week has felt like all of the the lines are just the, the way totals high. are way up. Way high. Way way up. So you you don't have any any 40 point totals anywhere. Nope. Uh Cowboys Redskins is like 41 and a half up. Either way, that's not one of our biggest games, but that is uh I don't even have it as an honorable mention. It's game. How crazy be. is that? Next game up. Number two, Bengals at the Chiefs. 
Sunday night football game, the Chiefs minus five and a half. Over-unders 58 and a half in this one. Sunday, 7.20 p.m. NBC. It's at Arrowhead in Kansas City. Both defenses have great passing off, or both uh, both Offense. teams have great passing offenses, and they both have terrible passing defenses. The Chiefs are 6-0 against the spread this year. The Bengals are 4-2. Bengals coming off of a terrible, terrible home loss to as favorites yeah. to the Steelers. Small favorites, but uh, favorites. The Chiefs did cover last week. Uh, against the uh, correct against the Patriots three and a half four. Um, Chiefs at home feels like this is probably the right play here. Yeah, I I can't believe this wasn't a touchdown game. I was shocked. It opened to six and a half. It's been bet down to five and a half. Yeah, that that and there's a lot of sharp money on the Bengals too. I mean, that's not just the it, is it just because it's it's so high. Yeah, I think that we're they a think lot this of is people be a field are goal thinking game? that this is going to be a field goal game. Here's the deal. The Chiefs are either going to play one of two teams. They're going to play a team that can score. And like if you can score, then then it's probably going to come down to who gets the ball last. Or they're going to play a team they're going to blow out if you can't score. Because they're going to score on if, everybody. If the Bengals are still worried about last week and losing at the last minute to the Steelers, then they can, they can absolutely lose this game big time well, again this week. Both of these teams did the exact same thing, though. It, both of these teams had a chance at the end to have the ball. Didn't both like? Didn't both of them feel and they, different though? No, like, I felt with, with like the, both of the them Bengals? scored, and I felt both of them scored way too early. Well, no, no, and I there agree was with that. no doubt in my mind that Ben Roethlisberger, because both of them only needed a field goal to win. Yeah, and so I thought, well, this is easy. Roethlisberger can get him in the field goal range. He's only got to get him like. 30, 40 yards, yeah. and there was no doubt Tom was going to get him in a field goal range. When I, I you only like need the, a field goal to win the game. I feel like the result of the game for the Bengals felt hopeless because, I mean, it's been, what, the last nine well, games yeah, okay, against the Steelers? It's a little bit more destructive to the team. Okay, right. now that – right, That's I what I'm saying. I thought you were talking about in the – all right. Like, how much does that loss affect you as a team? Like let the it Chiefs, beat them twice. Yeah. The Chiefs are, hey, we were going up against the, that's the Kings right. – and we were we were playing against the goat, and we were playing at their place. The Bengals were at home against the Steelers, and this and is the best chance they've had to beat the Steelers team in a long in a long time. time. I get it. Okay, I could. All right, now I see what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we're going to find out if the Bengals come out and they play like gangbusters, and they still put up 30, 40 points like everybody else has against this Chiefs team. Then, then no, I think it was just a loss, and they've moved on. If they come out flat and they look discouraged and and like they can't move the offense and the Chiefs are making plays and the you Chiefs come out get flat up 20, the Chiefs, 21 points yeah, on them fast. Be, you could first, be out of the game early. Yeah, then then you're, you're right. I think you can chalk some of that up to the Steelers just breaking them. I think you're probably right. All right, game number three, Saints at the Ravens. The Ravens are a two-and-a-half point favorite right now over at Fitz Casino. Over-unders 49-and-a-half. Sunday, 3.05 p.m. on Fox, M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. The Saints are 8-0 against the spread in October the last three years. They're 9-1 against the spread off a of bye the last 10 years. But the Ravens are 2-0 at home, and they look really, really good when they play at home. Um, I don't know what to make of this game. Uh, I got a great feeling about this game. This game is in my gambling picks. It's in my but gambling I'm, picks, but too. I'm, I'm trying but to I'm gonna, play it. I'm tr- but I'm going to but I'm gonna give the, the, the cat out of the bag here. The, the Bengals or the Ravens look great at home because they've played two garbage teams at home. Yeah, like, I'm not giving you 
a blowout win against the, the Bills, the Nate Peterman-led Bills, yeah. as, as we look great at home. Man, this Saints team is a top three team in the NFL. They got this thing rolling. They're healthy. Everybody's back. Breeze looks like the MVP of the league. He's not going to be stopped. Mark Ingram had two touchdowns yeah. the last game. They can run Alvin the ball Kamara on you and control the clock. They can score fast if they want to. They got receivers galore. Yeah. That, I think the Saints are going to come in to Baltimore, and I don't know that they're going to blow them out. I don't know that they're going to have their way with them. I think they're going to win the game, and I don't know that this is going to be, you know, Justin Tucker, a last-minute field goal to win kind of thing. I think the Saints are going to have this. I, I think you're probably right. Game number four, Panthers at the Eagles. Ah, the Panthers are 3-2. and two, The Eagles are 3-3. Three and three, The Eagles are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-under is only 45 on this. I was a little surprised that that was kind of low. Uh, but with the two defenses, which this is more of a, a better perception, right? Probably. Um, because neither defense has been great this year. So and Neither offense has been great either. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Sunday at 12 p.m. on Fox, Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. Carolina's defense is uh, shoddy. It, it This boils down to whether or not the Panthers can run on this Philly defensive line. Philly's defensive line's given up less than 80 yards rushing per game, but the Panthers are running for like 130 yards a game. Um, look, it, Christian McCaffrey looked really good this year. He's he, looked good, but it's it's one of those guys that uh, he's smaller he plays well in space. That's it's it. just like what you were talking the, about with the, Deion Lewis. The, the game has changed, and I don't know that he has to run. Let him get past the defensive line and throw him the ball because I don't know that this Eagles team has the middle linebackers to, to guard him, to cover him. Yeah, you might be right on and that. And that's how I would beat him. I don't know that I'm running him between these tackles because that defensive front is strong. The, the metrics say that the Eagles should be favored by more than a touchdown. So I will say that. Uh, but the Panthers, last week, not covering at uh, at Washington. Having a chance to win. And yeah. Cam Newton just sails the ball. Multiple times. Way out of the way. Yeah, yeah. on that last drive. did I mean, kind of looked like throwing a game he missed so bad. I don't I, – I like that was weird to me that he it missed was, that It was badly. definitely strange. It was definitely strange. Uh, game number five, your Brownies. The Browns at the Bucks. Bucks I think favored this is by three. Interesting game. I don't know that this is a good game. Well, all right, we won't call this a big game. Yeah. It is. It's, it's interesting. definitely interesting though. Uh, the over under is forty nine and a half at Sunday noon on Fox, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. It, this is basically an elimination game. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah two yeah. teams that you would think. Uh, now, obviously, Tampa before the season you thought it was hopeless, but then they come out and look on fire with Fitz Magic, right? Uh, the Browns, you would think, okay, they completely redid this team. Looks like this might be a playoff team. Browns are two, three, and one. The Bucks are two and three now. Bucks have lost three straight. The Browns look like they had it rolling for a minute, and then they just get it handed to them by the Chargers last week. Which might, and it's not a bad loss, but it's at home, and you got obliterated. Let, uh, me, let me tell you what scares me about Cleveland right now is the depth is gone. They have three. Three receivers that are healthy and can actually like run routes and play. That's it. That's the that's the list. That's all yeah. they got. And and if those guys have to run every route every time down the field, it's not going to be good. Uh, Tampa Bay last week against the Falcons had over 500 yards of total offense and lost the game. Lost the game. Jameis Winston had three turnovers, I think, in that game. Well, that's uh, that's an interesting point you make because. 
that was my point on this. I think the Browns have a really good shot to win this game because of turnover margin. I understand that turnovers are completely like just a, a probability, right? It's it's turnover luck. Probability. Um, but the Browns are plus seven in turnover margin. The Bucks are minus six. One team gives it away, the other one takes it away. And I think I like the Browns here. Like I, I think that Baker Mayfield is going to be able to score. The offense has to stay on the field. They need to run the ball to keep the defense. Yeah, Carlos, fresh. Carlos Hyde will be big here. If the defense can can stay, keep their snaps down, I think this defense can shut the Tampa Bay offense down. But they cannot be on the field eighty snaps again. I mean, they just can't get ran out, and that's what has killed them the last couple of weeks. They've got the talent to hang with anybody defensively. The offense has to sustain drives. I agree. You ready to move an honorable mention? Sure. Let's start out with the Thursday night game. The Broncos minus three at the Cardinals. Thursday night on Fox. This is the first one that hasn't been like, it, it's just kind of eh. Yeah, these are two of my bottom five teams. Yeah. So, Broncos at the Cardinals. The Hebrew Hammer. Josh Rosen. That's he, a pretty it, good nickname. I haven't his, heard that. His yet. numbers have improved every week. He looks good. Uh, the Broncos, however, two seven and one against the spread. Their last ten as a favorite. That is not good. The Cardinals. Call me when they change quarterbacks. Yeah, the Cardinals have been improving. I, it would not surprise me to see Arizona win this game outright. I'd like to see them win it outright. Just to just to prove to the Broncos, you're playing the wrong guy. Yeah. You get beat by Arizona. You're playing the wrong guy. Now, it's whenever Chad Kelly finally makes his appearance and he looks awful, that's just going to break our hearts. Well, but I don't awful. know. Like, if the guy you got's awful, at what least – What difference does it make? At least you know, all right, we need to draft a quarterback. Yeah. Because the guy we got's terrible and the guy that's on the cheap is terrible. So, good point. Good point. Uh, Monday night game, Giants at the Falcons. Falcons minus six and a half. The Giants are two and seven straight up. But six and three against the spread in their last nine as a road dog. Here's the other side of that though: the Falcons are six and three straight up and six and three against the spread as home favorites. So this is a clash, right? Uh, can Eli score enough points against this banged up uh, Falcon secondary? I think this is how Eli and Odell get healthy. Okay, like they got a lot of New York media going on. The owner talking about. You know, Odell's got to shut up and play, and this and another. Look, you know what helps your offense? Or help, yeah, helps your offense look good? Go play this Falcons team. You'll, the, you'll, you'll put up 35 to 40 points, and and if you can stop them, you got it. You see what that total is? Golly. 54 and a half. They will blow that out of the water. So, if, if you're going to make the a Falcons play. Falcons are terrible. Yeah, if you're going to make a play, bet the over 54 and a half on that one. I mean, you are depending on this Giants team scoring. That's that's true. Because um, the Falcons aren't scoring 50. No, nah, not 50, but, I mean, my gosh, last week they put up 45 against Tampa Bay. Well, yeah. So, you they know. They could do it, I guess. Um, yeah, the lines, again, brought to you by Fitz Casino down in Tunica, Mississippi. Go get your bets in down there this week or at any of Tunica's fine sports books. They got six of them down there. We love them all. I promise. We've been to all of them. They're all great. Sunday, 8.30 a.m. in London. Honorable mention game, Chargers at the Titans. Well, Chargers against the Titans. I think it's technically a Chargers home game, right? Technically. Uh, Chargers minus seven in this one. I don't know that that is enough. The The Titans have not scored an offensive touchdown in the last two weeks against the Bills and the Ravens. This Chargers team is getting hot, man. And the Chargers have a good defense. 
and Melvin Gordon's going to be all over the place. Uh, the Titans, early on, we thought they're a team that like can drag you down in the mud, all Ooh. that kind of stuff, but... Whew, well, at uh, some point in time, you need dudes. You need bodies. Yeah, and here's and, what bothers me is they've spent draft picks. They've spent valuable assets on receivers. They're, none they're of just, them are panning They're just out. not good. None of them are panning out. None of them can play against press coverage. I heard uh, somebody talking about uh, they need to trade for Amari Cooper and all this, and I was like, do you not watch the NFL? Because yeah. Amari Cooper, Cooper can't Cooper, play against press coverage Cooper, either. Cooper can't catch the ball either. Like, it, it just ridiculous. Anyway, all right, so off of that one, uh, the last game that I had in honorable mentions, that it's a division game, it's whatever. Like, it, no, it's not the Cowboys, but maybe I should have done that one instead. Texans at the Jags. Uh, Texans on a three-game winning streak. The Jags on a two-game losing streak. The Jags are favored by four and a half. Blake Bortles. <laughs> God almighty. Jadavion Clowney is going to just murder him. I, I think you're probably right, but the, the Texans have had three games just... Give it to him. Just I mean, hand, I, just like, give it to him. Hand-wrapped, packaged up. The Colts Christmas, handed him one. It's a Christmas miracle three weeks in a row. Like the clapper gave him one. I I don't know what's going on with the NFL. I don't. Well, it's it's just like there's collusion to make sure that Bill O'Brien does just not keeps his get job. fired. Just bonkers. it is better for us all if he keeps a job. We've given you everything you need to know about how to be a winner in the NFL. Go down to Tunica, make your bets over at any of their six sports books. You can get more information over tunicatravel.com. You can get our picks along with our previews and everything else over at winningcureseverything.com. That will wrap up our Week 7 NFL Big Game Previews. NFL Week 7 Gambling Picks brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You need to go over and bet on any of these games or watch any of these games, whatever you want to do. Uh, over at any of their six amazing sports books, you got the Horseshoe, Gold Strike, Samstown, Hollywood Casino, First Jackpot, and the Fitz Casino. We've been to all of them. They're all fantastic. Go put your wagers down. You can also get in a little bit of action if you just want to play for free. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. We got our picks contest up there. It says football picks contest up in the top right corner. Bruce C. from Hartsell, Alabama. He played last week. He went 9-1. He won two nights at Hollywood Casino along with $100 to a prime steakhouse down there. $50 in free slot play. We got different prizes every week. Go check that thing out. Sign up. Last week. We did not have a good week last week. No. I started out okay. I started out 2-1. and one, And then I lost the last two in the afternoon. Thanks, Rams. 2-3 uh, and three for me. 1-4 and four for you. Overall, I'm 14-15-1 in the NFL. You are 15-13-2. We're going to change that this week. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling I, – I, I feel this. All right. This week. All right, you let's, got game number let's one. Let's feel it. I got game number one. I'll take it. Go ahead. My Cleveland Browns can Tampa Bucks. They're catching three points. I'll take the three points. I think they got a chance to win the game. I can't tell you that Tampa Bay is better than them. And, um, yeah, if the defense can show up, the offense can run the football. Let's keep a this a little bit, from little bit lower scoring game. Oh, Jameis is going to give the ball away a couple of times. We just can't give it away to them. And uh, I think we can sneak out of Tampa Bay with a W. So I'll I, take the three. I like that. I I'll like take that. My chances. All right. Game number one for me, 8.30 a.m. on CBS. The Chargers minus seven against the Titans in Wembley Stadium. 
The Titans lead the NFL in sacks allowed the last three games. Now, a lot of that is because they gave up 11 sacks against the Ravens at home last week. But Ooh. the Chargers defense will do the same. The Chargers only given up 73 rushing yards average the last three games. That is third in the NFL. The Titans have to be able to run the football in order to score. If they can't run, they can't score. Hence, the last two weeks, zero offensive touchdowns. With no threat of a rushing attack, Titans are not going to score. The Chargers are going to blow them out of the water. Look, here's the deal. When you see a dog, you ride on it. All right? So, we are riding, I am anyway, against the Titans. My number two game, New Orleans Saints going up to Baltimore. Plus two right now. They're catching points. They should be favored in this game. They're the better team at every aspect of it. I know the Ravens play well at home. It's because they ain't played nobody at home. After this week, it ain't going to look like they play well at home. Drew Brees, substantially better quarterback than, than Joey Flacco. Okay? All his receivers, wait, the talent level is not close. The lines this week, by the way, brought to you by Fitz Casino down in Tunica. Go down there, get your bets in. I also have the Saints. Saints plus two at the Ravens Sunday, 3.05 p.m. on Fox M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. The Saints are 8-0 and against the spread in October the last three seasons. The first month of the season, it's like, all right, let's fill this out. Let's figure out what we got. And then they start rolling midseason. The great coaches do that. Yeah. I mean, because Belichick does the exact same thing. He's a coin flip in September. When well, the, it gets to October. Oh, yeah, it's time to roll. That's it. Uh, the other sign of a good coach, how they play off of a bye. Saints had a bye last right. week. They are 9-1 and one against the spread off of a bye the last 10 years. Yep. New Orleans 8-4-1 against the spread since 2016 as a road dog. The Ravens are 8-11-1 against the spread after a win since 2016. I love all these numbers. The Saints are going to win this game outright. My number three game, New Orleans football. I'm sorry, New Orleans. <laughs> the New York football giants coming into the Falcons. All right, listen, I know that they've got problems, but there is nothing better for your offense that is struggling than this Atlanta Falcons defense, okay? They're going to get healthy. They're going to feed Odell the ball. They're going to feed everybody else the ball. Saquon can run as much as he'd like. They are going to put up points in droves. This is how this offense is going to get together. Eli is going to look like the Eli of old. No more dumb Eli faces this week. They got a chance to win this game just because everybody's going to play the Falcons close because they're all going to be high scoring, and the Falcons can't stop stop anybody. So if you get the ball last, you got a chance to win the game. I'm catching six and a half points. No, sir. Give me the Giants. I like it. I like it. Game number three for me, the Patriots at the Bears. I got the Bears plus four. Now, these lines are the ones that we get them at. Yep. They they obviously will change. Go talk to your attendant. Whatever uh, casino you go to, whatever, just go talk to them, yeah, figure out what the updated line is. We're making these picks on Tuesday evening. Yeah. That's so early. Make sure, you, uh, make sure you go check those lines, okay? But we, I got it at the Bears plus four. Sunday at noon, CBS, Soldier Field in Chicago. The Bears are 8-1-1 one, and one against the spread in their last 10 as a home underdog. The Pats are one and three against the spread. Their last four is a road favorite. Matt Nagy two and zero straight up against the spread uh, against the Pats as an assistant coach with the Chiefs. I think he knows what this team is. I like this defense a lot here. Uh, I think the Bears are going to keep this at least within a field goal, I, I just, and they might win the game. I just want Tom to get out healthy. <laughs> when you play against a guy like Khalil Mack, when you play against one of these elite pass rushers, he's a forty-one-year-old man. Just get him out healthy. 
Yeah, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. Just, right. just do not. This game does not matter. My number five game. Give me the Carolina Panthers coming off of a bad loss against the Washington Redskins at Philadelphia plus five. Look, I don't know that this Eagles team is very good. I can't figure them out at all. The Panthers they look good against the Giants, but, the, but the, what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, but that doesn't matter because the Giants are so so bad. Yeah. This Panthers team has kind of become like a yin and yang every other week team. You bet on them. Look, I think the best player on the field is going to be Cam Newton and, and you know, McCaffrey. I think that combo is probably the, the best combo on, on either side of the ball. I'm going to take those guys. I'm going to take the plus five. I think they got a chance to go into Philly and steal one. Even if they don't, they keep it a field goal. All these games have been field goal games at the end of them for the most part. If I get more than a field goal, I'm probably just taking points. I can understand that. Uh, I've got more than a field goal here, and I'm not taking points. I'm giving them up. Texans at the Jags. Jags minus four and a half. Sunday, 12 p.m., CBS, TIAA, Bankfield in Jacksonville. Look, the Jags at home against everybody but the Titans, they're awesome. Awesome. Jags are 3-0 against the spread against the Texans the last three meetings. Uh, last year, the Jags won the games outright 45-7 to and 29-7. to I'm talking beatdowns last year. Texans have been gifted three straight wins. Watson does not look like he's right. And against this defense, they are going to be looking to get right after a blowout by the Chiefs and a blowout by the Cowboys. Something wasn't right about that. They're coming home. They're looking all right. The Texans are 0-5 against the spread in their last five games as an underdog and 1-9 and against the spread in their last 10 as an underdog. Uh I mean, I, there's just no reason why I think the Texans can win this ballgame. You go on. Put your money on Blake Bortles. Just do that, okay? Hey, look, here's the thing. All you Blake Bortles that. has to do is hand the ball off. But he ain't going to do that. He's going to give it to the other team because okay. he's not good at quarterback. Okay. That's that's fine. We'll see. So, I talked about all these games being close. Talked about taking all these points. Was this game number five for you? My last game. Last game. I'm taking a lot of points. Give me the 49ers against the Rams. This is scary, okay? You 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 lay points. You take the points against this Rams team. It takes some courage. You got to have some gumption to you. If if you did it last week against the uh, the Broncos, I mean, you won. I didn't so, do it, but that's, I didn't that's do okay. it. I, I'm going to do it this week though. This 49ers team's got life. All right, they're beat up, they're banged up. They play people close. I think they can score on just about everybody. I don't think there's a defense in the league that that Kyle Shanahan can't figure out an offense to put some points up. I'm just hoping they can match points for points with the Rams. Other teams have scored on them. The Rams' offense has kind of slowed down the last couple of weeks. Yeah. They didn't go crazy against Seattle. Seattle's defense isn't great. They didn't go crazy against the Broncos. The Broncos' defense I thought was going to be good before the season started, but everybody's scoring on them. The Rams didn't. Maybe they're kind of starting to come down to earth a little bit. Ten points in the NFL is just too much. I just need it to be a touchdown game. I feel safe. I feel good. I got a home dog at 10. Give me the 49ers. It's like a little it. scary. I like it. I understand it. Uh, Rams hadn't been covering a whole lot of these big lines. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, game number five for me, my last game, the Cowboys. Plus one and a half at the Redskins. Sunday, 325 p.m. on CBS is at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. Cowboys are 5-2 and two against the spread against the Redskins in their last seven games. They've got six straight regular season straight-up wins over the Redskins. Redskins have only covered every other week over the last seven games. That dates back to last year. They covered against the Panthers last week. That means it's time to go against them. I like the Cowboys to win out right here. 
I, I thought I was doing something scary by taking the 49ers against this Rams offense. You were betting on Blake Broyles in a Cowboys offense that hadn't scored against anybody that just blew their wad last week. Now, I know that you go every other week against the Skins, but there's no way I'm taking the Cowboys to do something great two weeks back-to-back. That's crazy. When these both hit. like Because here's the thing. Everybody thinks the same thing you're thinking. That's right. Everybody NFL thinks the same always thing does goofy crap like this, and, and it's stuff that you don't see. Last week, the Jaguars were favored over the Cowboys, and then the Cowboys come out and just all over. All over. Conor McGregor walking every time they have a big play. What was it, like 15 times a day? <laughs> I mean, it was just crazy. I can't figure this Cowboys team out. They're and, not, and they're, the Jaguars, they're not good. I, I'm going to keep fading their ass. I lost last week. I'm going to keep fading them. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. All right, here's uh, here's the rundown. I got the Chargers minus seven against the Titans. I got the Bears plus four at home against the Patriots. I got the Jags minus four and a half at home against the Texans. I got the Saints plus two at the Ravens. And I got the Cowboys plus one and a half at the Redskins. I bet all dogs. I got the Browns plus three at the Bucks. I got the Giants plus six and a half uh, against the Falcons at the Falcons. I got the Saints plus two at the Ravens. I got the Panthers plus five at the Eagles. And I've got the 49ers plus ten at home against the Rams. We've given you everything you need to know to be a winner in the NFL this week. NFL Week 7 Gambling Picks. Go get your action down at Tunica, Mississippi. Any of their six sports books, they are all fantastic. You can find more information on them over at tunicatravel.com. You can get our picks along with our previews and everything else. One, on our YouTube channel, so hit that subscribe button if you're watching right now. Two, over at winningcureseverything.com. You can find our podcast. You can find our football picks contest. Everything you need, winningcureseverything.com, tunicatravel.com. That's going to wrap up the show. Good luck, guys. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time... Have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and LeBonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.